0: Welcome to the Create Your Shape podcast. I'm Jenny the Nutritionist, and I'll be teaching you the strategy, structure, and science to build muscle and decrease body fat, specifically for ladies who work out. Hello, friends. Guessing your macros is so important for long-term success. But quick update, I wanted to share that today I did my Dutch test, which if you're not familiar with what that is... It is a deep dive into tracking your hormones on a full 24 hour cycle at a certain time of your cycle, in the not only the amount of hormones, but also how you detox them and how you methylate them. So it's just a deeper dive. So I'm excited to get those results back. And then I also did 23 in me. Now I am excited for that for the ancestry stuff, but we actually both Aaron and I wanted to get it, wanted to learn more about our genetics to see if we have any predisposition to any diseases or issues that we can learn about now. We think that would be helpful not only for passing that down to future kids, but also just for the future of our lives. And to really find out if we have any polymorphisms too. So we're doing it all. Super excited about it. All right, let's get into why. Guessing macros is such an important skill. And then the six tips that I have that are going to help you be able to do that. So no one wants to just look good for one month when you're tracking your macros and then, or how that, you know, that period of time when you're tracking your macros and then not track your macros, go back to your old routine and then go back to your old shape, right? That just contributes to that yo-yo of not Maintaining your shape, but then also not setting you up to make compounding changes either. I always say if you don't know what to do when you're not tracking macros, that's a problem. Learning food and learning how to guesstimate is not only going to make tracking your macros a lot easier, but guesstimating, but guesstimating is how you create a sustainable routine for the long term. So this is just one part of the like full equation or the full formula. So this is just one part of knowing what to do if you're not tracking macros. So this is a skill that everyone should learn. You won't feel like tracking macros all the time. You'll be in a rush or you won't have a lot of time to use a scale at home or to measure everything, or you'll be out to eat, or you'll be at a friend's place eating, or you'll be at a party, or you'll be on vacation, et cetera, et cetera. There's so many different scenarios where this is necessary. And this is the skill you want to learn for when you're in maintenance mode, aka you're just maintaining your shape and you're not precisely tracking. Or even for those times when you want to make change and you are measuring and tracking your food, that 10 to 20% of that time when you don't have the capacity to measure everything perfectly on a food scale. That may be mental capacity or time, travel, whatever. Now, I do want to emphasize that when you're in a calorie deficit phase, you really shouldn't be guesstimating. There's just, you don't have that level, you don't have that room for error, and so you want to be more precise in that. But for all those other scenarios I just mentioned, let's go over some tips that you can use to get better at guesstimating. I would say it takes about one to two months, like after you, once you're like set up and you know how to track, one to two months or more to really get good at guesstimating. So give yourself some time to figure it out. But while you're tracking, use these tips so you can practice during that time frame. All right, here is number one. Know the macro categories and their averages. So obviously you have protein, carbs, and fat. But knowing their categories means, okay, within protein, about four ounces or 112 grams of any protein source is going to give you about 30 grams of protein. Like that is super useful information to know. Same with carbs, about four ounces or 112 grams is going to give you about 25 grams of carbs. For fats, about one ounce or 28 grams, and you'll see that average on the back of box and the back of nutrition labels is going to be about 12 grams of fat, right? So knowing these is super important and then you can break that down even further. There are lean sources of protein and there are fatty sources of protein. So knowing how to categorize those two. So for my ladies, we actually have a macro cheat sheet in Create Your Shape and I have them study that macro cheat sheet. Like one of the first things we do And then they have a macro quiz on it, not so they can memorize every food, but they can memorize these categories because it's going to make their life so much easier for switching foods in and out and then also guesstimating for the long term. So that's number one, know the macro categories and their averages. Number two, keep meals simple. So when you're learning to guesstimate, having 50 things on your plate and each is like a tablespoon is going to make it super complicated. So just create your plate with just one source of each macro and only track what's most significant. I've seen people who get the salads that have like, okay, a tablespoon of garlic, a tablespoon of shredded carrots, a tablespoon. It's like, I'm not going to track any of that. I'm just going to track what's most significant and meaning the most dense food that's going to contribute to the macros and calories. So like the dressing because of the olive oil, the chicken because of the protein, the cheese, because that's going to be fats and protein, right? Like the quinoa because that's going to be dense carbs. So that is the stuff I'm going to focus on tracking in those scenarios, but that's kind of more if you're out and about. When you're making your own food, just keep it simple and create your plate. So just have one protein source, one carb source, and then one vegetable source so it doesn't get another thing that you have to figure out. So that's number two. Keep it simple. Number three, know the hand measurements for each macro. So you can use your hands as to guesstimate the portions. For example, Any source of protein about the size of your hand is going to be about four ounces or 112 grams. The next is carbs. So if you flip your hand around and make a cup, like a handful, so that's going to be about a half a cup or about one handful of any carbs going to be about 25 grams, Fat, like we mentioned, is a little trickier, but if you think about your full thumb size, like if you think about like a fourth a cup of mixed nuts, that's going to be about 12 grams of fat. Or if you think about a tablespoon of olive oil, that's going to be like the tip of your thumb, that's going to be on average about 12 grams of fat. So knowing these is how you start to guesstimate the portions just by using your hand and tie it into those more precise like macro amounts. So that's number three, knowing the hand measurements. And then number four, now that you know this, when you are tracking your macros at first and you're using the food scale, you can put your hand next to it to practice guessing, like visually put your hand on top of that piece of chicken or that piece of steak so you can see, oh, look, I can see on the food scale that's about four ounces or 112 grams. And I can see next to my hand that goes from this end to this end, and it's about this width, right? You can do it for carbs too. Like for rice, I think about okay, I'm putting it on my plate at, in like a handful so I can visually see it next to my hand. Again, to start to train my eyes to visually be able to see that but that takes practice so start putting on there and then you can even start guesstimating first right if you put it on the food scale don't look at the amount and put it next to your hand and start guessing and then see how close you are so that's number four is using your those hand measurements in practice number five round when you track So many people I see do like, okay, this was 62 grams. This was 4.78 ounces. I personally like grams better. I just think it's more versatile, especially with traveling. And it just makes it a little bit easier because you can round and go 50 grams, 75 grams, 100 grams, 125, 150. Those are the typical ones I use. So just starting with those. Make sure you're rounding though. Don't do 62 or 87, like always keep it that round. And obviously like 75 may not be round, but you get what I'm saying is keep it the same numbers and round them so that way you're not adding another factor that's making it more complicated. So when you are tracking, round. So then when you are guesstimating your portions, it is easier to repeat when you don't have it that exact with the scale. So that's number five. And then number six, account for hidden fats. So these are mostly about how you're practicing when you are at home and going out to eat could be a whole nother episode. But I think whether you're going out to eat or whether it's a processed food, or even if you're picking up a meal, like a hot meal from Whole Foods and taking that home to eat, there are going to be so much more fat in those meals. Or even if it's in it's a processed package or you're at a friend's house or your parent's house and they make something, you've got to account for those additional fats. Like Even my mom, she puts a ton of olive oil or butter in rice right? that I wouldn't account for because you, you can't really see it, but you, could, you can obviously ask, but then always just assume that there's going to be extra fat in there. So maybe account for our 5 to 15 or more extra grams of fat. Beyond that, you can probably see it, right? You see the oil or you see the cream. But always account for that hidden fat because that's going to be in there if you didn't make it at your house. So that's number six. And then there's a bonus one. Make it a guessing game. So for some of you guys like to like be right, right? And like to play these little games. I know I definitely do. And so Aaron and I will be like, okay, guess how much rice this is. Okay, guess how much quinoa this is. Guess how much broccoli this is? Just to test ourselves and to kind of make it fun because that's really what we're doing is just practicing. But I like to be right, right? I like to know and be able to estimate because it's going to serve me so much and it's going to serve you so much when you are in those scenarios where everything isn't perfect and that will happen. It's going to make it so much easier for you. You're going to be so much more relaxed. You're going to be so much more in control and knowing that when you went to that pumpkin patch and ate lunch there that you were able to guesstimate. And it wasn't just, oh, I'm either tracking my macros at home perfectly and eating perfectly and I'm on track or I'm not. It really closes the gap in between both of those. So you can still be very directional and still make progress and still maintain what you have created already. All right. So those are the six tips to estimate and start practicing guesstimating your macros and your portions and you can start doing that now and i'll see you next week on the create your shape podcast hey if you work out and want to look like you work out then you need to be in the create your shape program learn more and get started at jennythenutritionist.com slash create dash your dash shape You can also follow me on Instagram for more content at Jenny the Nutritionist.